Welcome to First and Pick Six. I'm your host today, Jake. I'm joined by uh, Brandon and Tim. We have a we have a few topics we're going to talk about today, so we're just going to jump right into it. We're going to start uh, with some NBA news. Biggest news kind of going on is KD and Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert essentially got traded for four players, and I think it was four picks. Um, Check that. Jazz, um, Jazz fleeced them. I don't know why the Timberwolves would uh would really go out there and give up the as much as they did for Rudy. Um, his contract's bad. It's going to be bad. Um, you know, with with having to pay Anthony Edwards in the next few years, and and especially in a league where it, there's a lot of small ball having. Two centers like that, I just, I don't get the move. It kind of seems to me it's a uh, new owners want to make a, a splash. And so I think that's kind of why they did it. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, I get why, obviously, why Utah did it. And it seems like uh, Mitchell came out and said that he's going he's gonna to stay. He's not going to ask for a trade. And go forward with this next season um we'll start with brandon here what do you uh what do you make of it uh yeah i'm kind of on your side you know i don't really understand where the timberwolves goal was here they gave up way too much it was malik beasley patrick beverly uh Leonardo, i butchered that I'm not gonna sorry his last name um <laughs> walker kessler which is the, the 22nd pick in the draft Vanderbilt and they gave away next year's first 25's first 27's first and 29's first and they swap in 26 I just don't and they're all unprotected aren't they yeah I believe uh, so they're all unprotected but technically the 26 2026 is not listed as like that because it's a swap that's I don't understand all the stuff behind that but I know there's a difference about it it doesn't just count as an unprotected Mm, okay. Um, so that, yeah, I don't, I don't, and I don't, I don't understand it. I mean, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Gobert's worth that. Um, he's good, <laughs> you know, but I don't know if he, he's not, fucking what four picks and four players or five players good. Technically, five Plus picks you and have four to pay players that contract, good. And they have to pay that contract. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. You know, I don't him and I guess we'll see how him and Cat play with each other. But, you know, I don't know. I don't think that makes the Timberwolves better. You know, it makes the Jazz probably not better, but they're set up for the future now, depending on what they do with Donovan. Um, I also would like to interject here. They also traded Royce O'Neal for first as well. So Well, that was, that was the they, – they traded him to Brooklyn, though, didn't they? Yep, but they got a first out of it. So yeah, they I have think that... a ton of firsts coming up. Yeah, that's just crazy. Uh, Tim, what's your what's kind of your? Uh... I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. I I'm a Tim Connolly fan. He's their new GM. I don't understand the trade. For the majority, like there's parts of me that kind of get it because Cat's not really good defensively. He's really not known as a defensive guy. He's he's been serviceable. I mean, I'm not saying he's bad. He's not definitely not one of the worst centers when it comes to defense by any means. But he doesn't really put in the effort defensively. And I don't know if that's really... It's not another knock on him. I mean, there's a lot of guys who don't really do that. It's not really a big deal. But Gobert's offense is basically standing in the paint. It kind of limits cats. It's lobs and putbacks. Yeah. Which, you know, it's not a bad thing to want, like, to have. Especially if you have a guy like Cat who likes to basically have the ball in his hand and dominate the offense along with Anthony Edwards being able to shoot it from outside. It's not a bad trio. I mean, the contract's terrible. What you gave up for him was a lot. And I think Beasley is very... He's, he's kind of criminally underrated. I think he has been since he's been in the league. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's limited on his potential and what he can actually bring to the team. But I think he's a really good shooter, and he's really athletic, so he can be a high-energy player, and he's shown that he can be. 
So I think it's just kind of about being in a in a role where we're talking about you, Rudy Gobert, Tim. I understand that. I'm <laughs> afraid. And then uh, you go to like some of the other guys they got out of it, and it's it's a good pickup for the Jazz. Not even looking at the the picks, but I just I don't know where they're gonna what they're gonna do with Donovan. I mean, get rid of O'Neal. I don't know. Like, I think they is, trade is Donovan, Donovan at the deadline. I I really do yeah. believe that. I mean, like that's what this is setting up to be like because you have nothing essentially now. It's outside of Donovan. I mean, I don't they're know what the younger bad. players are like, but like, they're gonna be bad. They're gonna. I think what I think the plan for the Jazz is, um, they're gonna. You know they're gonna build the offense around him. They're gonna, he's gonna be the only one scoring, scoring and putting up stats. And they're gonna get his trade value as high as high as they can. And I think they probably trade him. But you look at Rudy Gobert's contract. He's gonna be in twenty twenty five. He's gonna be a thirty three year old center making forty six million. Do- yeah, making forty six million dollars a year. That's just insane. Um, but. What you could say, this is also why this Rudy Gobert trade is so bad. Moving on to our next thing, it screws up the market for KD. Um, you know, KD came out with a list of teams he kind of wanted to go to. Um, atop of those team or top of the list were the Heat and the Suns, but um, it went a lot for him. There's been multiple reports. Um, they asked. This is also wild. They asked the Timberwolves for Cat and Carl Anthony Towns. Or, <laughs> my bad, uh, Anthony Edwards. Um, asked for both of them and picks for KD. I would have said no to that. Um, another team that's been rumored is my Raptors. Um, I don't want KD. <laughs> Especially if that meant we have to get rid of uh, Scotty Barnes. Not a KD. Not a big KD fan, but... Um, what do you think KD's market is? What do you guys is um, I guess you know where do you wish KD could go? What do you think he's worth? Um, let's kind of discuss it a little bit. Um, Tim, we'll start off with you this time. What's um, what's your kind of your opinion on Kevin Durant? Who do you think he's gonna go to? What do you think he's worth? Kind of give us a a little breakdown on it and what you think. The situation's really weird. Um, just just for starters. I don't know what's going to happen with Kyrie. I don't know how that's all going to get worked out. I don't know if he's staying. I don't know if he's going to get traded, whatever. But that's a whole other, like, what is he worth? Because with Gobert getting traded for this, I would say KD probably still has more trade value than Kyrie does for a couple different reasons. Um, But what the what the hell do you trade for that? Like, after seeing what the Jazz got, like... Yeah, you could say that the players are not like, they're kind of like lower-end players, maybe. But they got five first-round picks, essentially, out of it. And Gobert's not even, like, a top... I don't even know what he would be, like, maybe, like, top 30 player, top 40 player? I don't know. I don't even know. It depends on... Because he's a center who can't, like, score. He's a really good rebounder. But, like, how valuable is that? Comparative to, like, other guys, you know? Um, but I I have no idea where he's gonna go. I think best fit is probably I'd say either the Suns or the Heat, based off of just the coaches. I think Eric Spoelstra would have a lot of fun with him, you know, on the team. Um, but it, it's it's a really difficult situation to just evaluate in of itself because of the Gobert trade and just kind of the environment that he seems to bring, him and Kyrie. It always seems to be kind of issues following them, and I don't know if that's just because they're superstars or if it's, you know, personality thing. But there's going to be some teams that maybe would would have forked that over, like whatever they needed to get to get those guys that may not may kind of shy away from that if they're trying to build something. Because if it's just going to get derailed in you know two years, what's the point? Kind of like a hardened thing. I'm not really sure. I, I like those three seem to be kind of a um, enigma as far as personality wise and fitting in with teams. It's a really weird situation. And what about um, 
about you, Brandon? Kind of what's your kind of breakdown? Where do you think he's going to fit? What do you think his worth is? What's your kind of analyst on it? Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of over the whole this whole crap. You know, he, I, I used <laughs> to like him in OKC, and then I guess he couldn't win there. So now he's just chasing. You know, you won't. He's not going. I don't know. I don't. That's part of the reason I don't like the NBA. Is these guys don't stay and try to build and win. They just want to go, just go to a team that's already there and win with it. You know, I don't, I'm not a big fan of it. It's like the only sport that does that. Um, he was in Golden or went went to Golden State to go get his ring there and then try to build a super team in the Brooklyn and that failed after what, two years? Not even two years, I think, fully with those two on the team. Um, and now he like his top team is Phoenix, which is obviously that's like one of the best upcoming young teams. Um, so I'm just kind of tired of the crap. Um, you know, I get it. That's what the you know LeBron kind of started this motion in the NBA, and uh, um, their owner or one of the owner, the commissioner of the NBA. Uh, what the hell's his Silver. name? Silver. Kind of lets Silver. it go on. It's kind of a, a players' league. You know, they don't. The teams don't have much say. If the player wants out, he's going to be gone. So that's part of the reason why I kind of stopped following NBA as much as I have in the past. Um, yeah, obviously Phoenix is probably a good fit for him. That would give him the peace they need. They'd be virtually unstoppable as long as they mesh well. Um, same with the Heat, probably. It's just, I think, like Tim was saying, with the go the Rui trade... He's a better player, so obviously his value went way up. You know, I don't know a team that's going to give away that will or can give away five firsts, five plus firsts now, and that many player that player stock. Um, Even just quality and, players. Yeah, and stay competitive. Like that's exactly. so many, stay competitive. That's so much. Well, like even if you went to his, say if you went to Phoenix. Yeah, the team's young, but they have no future there. Like you have Aiton, so that's a good trading piece. But you still have to go have so many first-round picks that, you know, KD wins a ring or two rings and decides, hey, I'm done. I'm going to go somewhere else or I leave. You just fucked that team. So, like, I don't... Oh, so, so you have Durant, who's under contract for another four years. And here's a list of players who can't be traded for Durant because Ben Simmons is on that rookie extension. Because it's a rule in the NBA, you can't have multiple players on a team with that rookie extension. So this is a list of guys and kind of bigger names as you start looking at some of the teams and players that they would want in return. Andrew Wiggins, Joel Embiid, Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo, Trey Young, Shea Gildas Alexander, Luka Doncic, and Michael Porter Jr. So you can't trade for a guy. That's why that's why uh, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are allowed to be on the same team. But like back to the whole, the, you know, the two teams. You know, the Ben Simmons thing kind of kind of messes it up too because you can't add Bam in that trade for the Heat because you'd have to throw like a Ben Simmons in there, and that still messes with contracts and. Ben Simmons might be untradeable still at this point. And then, you know, Devin Booker, not that the Suns would ever give away Devin Booker. I don't I think he's probably a four lifer there to be honest. Um as long as things stay good yeah. like relationship wise. But yeah. You know, I don't see the Hawks getting rid of Trey because they just brought in Murray from San Antonio. Tatum's not going anywhere. And Bede's not going and you know, just these quality guys that, you yeah, know, they Brown's want that. anywhere. Yeah, there's these a lot of guys that these quality guys, younger guys that they might try to want. It's just it's not gonna happen. Um me personally, I believe that he stays in um he stays in, in Brooklyn. I do. Realistically, it's not like he has a no trade clause, so the Nets could send him anywhere. Realistically, they could send him anywhere. Um, just about how much of a bullet do you want to eat? And that's the thing is like, you know, you have this this habit with KD. And 
I'm not gonna knock him for it. He's he's just a baller. You know, he's he's kind of a feelings dude. He just wants to play basketball in a situation that makes him happy. The problem is when you run a, a multi-million dollar, you know, I mean, it's worth billions of dollars, really, if you were to sell those businesses. I mean, you're not going to mortgage a future on a guy who, you know, something happens one year. He doesn't like where he's at and he's going to force his way out. I mean, plus you got to look at the injury history. I mean... You look at the last, I think three or, or I think it's the last three seasons. You know, everyone knocks Kyrie, but even Kyrie's played more games than Kevin Durant has the last three seasons. Um, so yeah, he's a better player, but I just I don't think they're gonna get the return they want, and you never will with a player of that caliber. But uh, well, especially I just now, that's just it's like the Gobert thing. There's not a chance. And to and to kind of also piggyback on what Brandon said um it is it's a league where it's a player and I'm not, I'm not against it I'm not but there needs to be I, I don't know if it's even the right word to say you know penalty or you know consequence but when a player signs that contract they shouldn't have the type of power to just choose where they want to go you sign the contract for a reason yeah, you make you know you make mistakes. Maybe you don't like where you're at, but and you know, you signed a contract. You know, if like, you and your team actually come to a mutual agreement, that's cool. But the, for these players to start forcing their way out of places, it's just it makes the league a lot less fun. Yeah, and it's just it's kind of unfortunate. Like as an analogy for that, you get like JJ Watt. That's a good situation where he gave you know most of his career to a team. And then ended up leaving later in his career. Like, you know, he played through so many contracts, so many situations. I think at that point, it's okay to like, hey, like, kind of like, it's like, I kind of don't want to play here anymore. I want to kind of go win a ring or I want to go win. That sort of thing. But it's different. Like in the NBA, they pretty much just, something goes wrong. They complain and then they're gone. That's all it takes. Like, it's not like there's... Yeah, I mean, it happens in other sports. It happens in the NFL and stuff, but it's just it's so predominant in the NBA that guys aren't winning, and they think they think or they are elite. And Katie's in Katie's case, he is elite. Um, so they just go somewhere where they can win instantly, and they don't they don't try to build a roster. I mean, I guess he kind of did in OKC, but at the same time, he kind of took the cop out and went to Golden State, where that team was See, already pro red or um, championship ready. But it just seems more dominant in the NBA. And kind of like you said, I don't blame them. That's what the league is. Um, you know, they're just chasing that money or chasing the the titles. So I don't, I don't necessarily blame them. I just kind of like, I like the aspect of building around a guy and trying to like, kind of like what Dame's doing in Portland. You know, it's not working. He's just trying to build a team. You know, he's trying to make his team <laughs> go all the way where, you know, it might not work out for him, but. I kind of like that, like the Larry Fitzgerald NFL kind of example. I just want to, I just want to cut this in real quick. I think Bradley Beal is gonna force his way out. I just, I want to, I just want to go back and play when, like you said, I like to like when it like he no, a he team a builds around. Legit no trade clause though. I know that's because he's gonna force his way out to a team he wants to go to. I'm pretty sure that that's... no, it's like the only legit like current, like he cannot be traded. Period. No, it's he can choose whether he can be traded or not. That's what that a no trade. Oh, I know, but the, yeah, he's like, the only current like on the he's his contract is the only current one in professional sports that is no, a true and, no trade. No, no it's and, legit. And like, he is the only no NBA, trade. Not like, true in no all trade. Sports, not in all of sports in the NBA, Tim. I'm like, almost positive. I saw a thing talking about this earlier. Russell Wilson has a no trade clause. Derek Carr has a no trade clause. It's in the NBA. I'm like I'm pretty sure it's only in the NBA he has a no, he's the only player in the NBA without a no trade clause. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to find anything about it. Cause I don't I don't even think I don't even think LeBron James has one. Well, no, there's no way he wants to if, when Lakers start struggling he's gonna go somewhere else if he can't make it work one more year. I would um, trade the King to the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the first song he's drafted. That's where he's going to have to go. But yeah, so back to the KD thing. Yeah, whatever. Um, I mean, the Phoenix probably is the best option if they want to butcher their future. You know, they have Aiton, 
who gives the Nets a big man they don't really have. You have Aldridge, but he's 36. You know, they can give rid of Cameron Payne. Um, Bridges. Yeah, they have Bridges. Um, they have Crowder, potentially. You know, they have the pieces and the, the I guess, not necessarily star power, but the, the role power that they get the trade done. I just don't think you... I just don't think you sacrifice your your entire future when you're that close to the ring. Like they're, you know, they're maybe one. Like maybe they can get eight and off of the the roster for somebody that fits a little bit better, and they're there to win a ring. Like they were so close last year, they had a chance this point, year. Though. Chris Paul's get, Chris Paul needs to have his minutes reduced. Yeah, they need. I think they need a secondary. Yeah, they need a secondary. Yeah, and they need a secondary guy. So who just they, real quick, um, go ahead. I was gonna ask who they drafted this year. I don't know. I didn't. Uh, I didn't really watch the draft. I watched like I always watch like the top like five, and then I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so let's wrap it up on the KD stuff. Uh, just final predictions. Um, where is KD going to end up at the start of the NBA season? Where would you guys say? If you had to pick right now. I think he's still in Brooklyn. At the start, yeah. Brandon. You said he can't go to the Sixers because of Embiid. Like he can't be traded for Embiid. Like oh, he can't be so traded like they, for Embiid. Okay, I, see. No, I can see him. Yeah, those are players. Okay, so those are players that Ben Simmons okay, so, can't yeah, be with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see. Maybe the Sixers so you, or Phoenix. Who would they trade? I don't know. I don't know how and the they roster got Maxie, pulled up right They now. got. I know Max is like Maxie, the biggest guy. Type of guy they got Maxi, right now. Tobias, mm-hmm. Harden. Harden's gonna I, resign I though. Harden. He, um, yeah, I He's doubt Harden s- gets traded out of that situation because of Mori. Yeah, I can see a big man just because the Nets don't really have one. You know, back of Aldridge, so maybe Bassey. Um, you know, I don't know enough about this the roster to know, but I just think that that's a team that. They're trying to win now, you know, Embiid and and Harden. They have the quote-unquote pieces, I guess, maybe DeAndre Jordan there. Um, to win now, they might just be a KD away. So I could see them. I don't think anybody's really talking about them trading for him, but I could see maybe them coming out of nowhere and doing it. But more than likely, especially with this Rudy trade, he's probably going to be on the net to start the season. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I think he's probably going to be on the nets. Um yeah, I just I don't I don't care where he goes as long as it's not Toronto. I mean, if we're talking straight capital, the Thunder have enough. Would they do it? No, but they have enough. You know, I saw a team get flow out there. It was <laughs> he he could Burns go back well. to the Warriors because what like what you could do is you could throw in like Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga. Moody, or even instead of, uh, and then picks because they have Jonathan picks. Give Wiseman too. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, keep if they were to keep, I forgot Wiseman. Yeah, you like keep uh, Jonathan and trade Wiseman instead. It's it's feasible. I don't see them doing it. I don't see them like, doing it. I don't think they will. I don't think they should. But no, that's another team that I saw there, people like... throw out there. Him. Oh man, I guess yeah. It'd be one. One A would be. Toronto, 1B would be the Warriors, just because I like how competitive the league has been lately. And another team that I was kind of thinking of that has a lot of young players and probably has not an immense amount of draft capital, but would have enough to give up would be like the Spurs, because their entire roster is like median is like 24 right now. <laughs> I think so... they're taken for that, that, that like 7 3 dude from like Spain or something. He's I, he's gonna be like the number one prospect. The one from the one from France that like the picture of him. Oh, France, shit. maybe. Is yeah, he the one right. that played against Gobert. It made him like I in don't that, know. like when he was sixteen. It made Gobert look like shit. I don't know. I know. Uh, I know. Tony Parker like uh has like trained and shit with him too. Oh, what the, so we'll I know see. That guy's yeah. Name. Fuck. Um. Guy's name. The, the Spurs will but, have uh, one current see, center that's listed as a center on their roster right now. <laughs> but uh let's move oh and then just uh so going on to the next subject quick little thing um 
Damian Lillard signed a two-year max extension in Portland. Um, I think they're going to be a, like, bottom team. I think they'll fight for a play-in game, but that's probably about it. That's <laughs> – I like Dame for trying to be loyal. I do. Um, it's just not going to happen in Portland. That's in four, I mean, they'd have to draft a, like a soup, like some dude's going to have to come out of nowhere that they drafted and be a star. Um, it's just the, you know, it's a sad truth. It'll game will be fun to watch. We'll talk about him, but, um, Portland's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, that's just my take on it. I don't know how, how you guys feel, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Dame fan. Uh, I really like watching him play. I can't believe him and McCollum never got a team figured out that was able to make a run. Uh, I thought those two really like were a powerhouse, and they just for some reason could never could never get a team around them that that was able to win a win a ring. Um, they got close. They got to the Western Conference Finals one time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I I kind of agree. You know, it's kind of like. Kind of like the Larry deal. He's going to stick his whole career out there in Portland. And I don't see him getting a ring. Uh, it sucks. Because, you know, like I said, I like Lillard. I think he deserves a ring. But um, his loyalty in the end is going to hurt him. But at the same time, I kind of respect him for it. He's trying to build something there. It's just not It's just not working. Plus, when you're like... Oh, go ahead, for, go ahead, Tim. First of all, the, that prospect we're talking about is Victor Wembanyama. I butchered the fuck out of that last name. Um, and he did make Gobert look like shit at 16. Is by he the French? Way. Uh, yeah. All right, that's right. He's 7'3 with a 7'9 wingspan. Yeah, the picture beside Chet, man. and he makes Chet look small. Yeah. Um, well, my wingspan is bigger than his. Shut up, Jake. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Second thing is uh, it sucks seeing Dame not be with CJ anymore. And I, I love Dame, and I really wish he could get a ring just because I like I, I think he deserves it, and he's a good enough player. Like Certain guys get rings because they get carried. He's he's a guy who's always put the team on his shoulders and tried to carry them as far as he could. And Portland's just never been good enough as a team. Um, I think CJ's in a great situation now as well. Yeah, Pelican's really cool looking scary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the issue with Zion is and anything like that, but like that team's really good. Portland's they're doing Zion their signed due a diligence. contract, actually. Huh? We didn't talk about that. Zion signed his contract. Yeah, I saw that. Well, we'll um, see. The Blazers are doing their due diligence and they're trying to give Dame the team he wants. And you know, they gave him a what seems like an absurd amount of money over two years, but I don't know how that all works out. Um but I, I think he's just going to end up being like kind of what Brandon was saying. He's going to be a guy who was super loyal, and he's just not going to end up with a ring. And, you know, it, it is what it is. I doubt he'll regret it in the end because of the type of person he is. But Yeah, he'll and you know what? He'll he'll be a legend in Portland. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure he likes having the city revolve around him. I mean, I would. I mean, I mean he has but, one um, of the most badass scenes in probably NBA playoff history. Yeah, that shot over Paul George. Oh, yeah. my bad. George Paul. <laughs> anyway, uh, move on to a uh, different got, sport here. We'll... I got two oh, things go ahead, go ahead, before you pop off the NBA here. Um, kind of unrelated to each other, but one, here you guys kind of brought it up. Zion's extension. I don't follow basketball super well and super hard, but I don't understand this extension. I don't think – I haven't seen or heard Zion do absolutely anything in the NBA. I feel like he's been straight up a bust so far. So how does he? Why do they sign him to a five-year max deal? Are they just trusting that all this hype is going to eventually pay out when he gets back on the court? Like I just don't understand how you sign him to that deal. So it kind of the way I look at it, it, it actually comes down to both sides. Like Zion, like Zion knows if, and I think Zion knows this. Um, if he has one more season where like anytime soon i should say or even ever in his career if he has one more season where he misses more than half the year i don't think anyone is ever going to pay him a max contract again you're mm -hmm. if you're the pelicans you have that first round pick when he has played he puts up all nba type numbers he looks really good um, he yeah he he very well 
if healthy, I would could argue just in the granted short short sample size, but just from what we've seen, he could be a top ten player can, if he consistently can do that. I mean, now, it, it'll take him a couple years, but I would agree with that. And that's sentiment. if he stays healthy. And that's if he stays healthy. Now, yeah. what they did is the contract, from what I understand, is heavily. Um, it's heavily based on um, incentives. So on how many games he plays, how healthy he is, it's a, lo- a lot of it's based on that. And if you're, like I said, if you're Zion, you have to, you ha- even if he doesn't want to be there financially, like that's general, general, uh, I can't fucking say this. Um, fuck. Uh, generational wealth. Like that type of money, like that'll be, you know, it'll be for his family, his kids' family. Like that's money that he sets his like lifeline up forever if you're smart with it. And the Pelicans, you already have a roster that pushed the Suns pretty far. Like I remember us sitting here, like Pelicans look kind of good. Like you got CJ, you have Brandon Ingram, like you got pieces around them. You bring in Zion, that's a team. So I think it just kind of comes from both sides. Like, hey, like, is this a gamble for both of us? Like, you want to keep, you know, making money in this league and we want to be a good team? But, yeah, it's not like it's a 100% guaranteed. And, you know, contracts like this, we saw it with Joel Embiid when he missed, like, his first two years. The Sixers did the same thing with him. I think they're kind of hoping for that. But that's that'd be my understanding on it. But, um, I mean... I think I, I, I'm going to piggyback off you a little bit. That's essentially where my, what I know about it, that's like what it's at. It's also, the NBA is such a boomer bust type of league, like when it comes to prospects. Um, and I'm not necessarily a huge fan of Zion long-term because a, he's a extremely like athletically like oriented player that can change obviously over time you know as you get better like longer in the league you develop better skills all kinds of stuff you get your shot better and stuff like that that just kind of naturally happens but guys like him who are so physically oriented tend to hit their ceiling sooner because their body can't keep up and we've kind of already started to see that where he carries so much weight and so much muscle and he's so explosive that his muscles and tendons and everything cannot handle it because he's literally like a truck going on around on the court and he jumps like he's like half his size. So it's kind of just a, if you're the Pelicans and you can get him to stay healthy and you know, things work out, that turns into like a Joel Embiid situation. It becomes, a basically a cheap contract at that point and yes if he doesn't do well if he kind of busts out like kind of how it's like in the, almost the trajectory seeming like it's going because he can't stay healthy then yeah you paid a lot of money for no reason but you're you're paying for potential and that's what majority of teams do in the nba especially with young players yeah okay that's what i was just curious what your guys was, what i was missing on it i guess that makes sense and this, the second thing, not not to talk about it too much, I was just wanted your guys' opinion on it. Chet Holgram, I don't think he's gonna be as good as everybody's paying him out to be. And he's got the height, but I just don't think he's got like the build to play as aggressive as he needs to in the in the NBA. I think he's gonna get bullied by a lot of teams. Um, Tim, I'll kind of reminds just... me of kind of reminds me of Cat coming in. He kind of got bullied early on. Granted, Cat was bigger muscle-wise his than what Chet is. His frame is way different. And the frame is different. I'll give you that. Cat has definitely has more of a big body frame. For how as lengthy as he is, he does a good job with his, especially after you know a couple of years, like where he added weight and stuff. They did a really good job with that. It allows him to be more physical. But early on, Cat got bullied like crazy because his frame just wasn't there. And... He, he has all bullied. the he does depending on the center <laughs> yeah. he, he can, but I think he does a lot better job of it now. The only issue with is Chet does not have that type of body. He does not have the wide frame, 
the ability to put on that muscle. I don't know if his body can keep up with his gifts as far as offensive talent. Where Cat could kind of put on the muscle. Porzingis was kind of the same way, and Porzingis still gets bullied as well. They just, if you can't put on the weight, I don't know if you can really, you know, dominate in the league because you can be the best offensive player, but if you can't win down low as a center, what good are you? I mean, like, go against, like, Zion, for instance. He's going to get bullied like a motherfucker because Zion's just going to run him over. Like, he might be taller than Zion, but Zion weighs fucking, like, two... I don't even know what he weighs right now. Like, 260, Three, uh, maybe? 350. <laughs> <laughs> he's not Eddie Lacy. We can calm down. Until crawfish season comes back, dude. 284 is what he's listed on Google. <laughs> uh, I just saw that. That's wild. What is? He's listed at 284. The end. Jesus. Uh, um, I'll, just, I'll just make this pretty quick. Um, I don't know. Um, I like Chat. I think he I think he has the worth work ethic. Um, like that. Just so, like so, people like sometimes your body just isn't right. Not right, but just doesn't like he doesn't have the right body type as far as frame wise. Um, but I, what I do say is I I think career wise, I think he can't be a 15, 12, you know, and then like eat like four to six blocks. Like he's really quick off the jump, like defensive. Really Defensively, he could be a liability, and we could talk about this another time. I think 10 years from now, maybe even less, we're going to see centers that are going to look more like him, where the floor is more, where the game's a lot more skilled. You're going to see a lot more skilled big man like that. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to get bullied around. I think it'll take a few years for him to you know, get that, that grown man body. He's still a kid. He's still a kid. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't yeah. have a grown man body yet. One um, guy... I think he... Sorry, go ahead. I think he'll get stronger. I just... um, I don't see this superstar. But for the ceiling and, like, for, like, the pick, like, the Thunder knew they wanted him. I think it was a good pick. High ceiling. Even... I think bottom floor, he's a, you know, he's a 12, 15 point, 10 rebound, 3, 4 block guy. So... That's what I feel about Chet. We'll see. Um, the weight is an issue for me, though. But Another guy I kind of like... It's a different scenario with weight, but like... Joker was kind of the same way coming in. He was a little overweight instead, but people didn't think he had the frame to be able to you know, play down low. It took him five years to figure it out, but Chet's got that offensive gifts as far as like scoring, dribbling... Um, I think he, I've seen him be kind of a, adept at passing as well, which he could definitely develop that with his length. He could be a really good passer. And that can kind of overshadow some of your other issues. And I think Joker's done a really good job of like a type of like building block if you're a tall center who maybe doesn't have the frame that some of these other guys have. You're not going to be great defensively. Like if you're Chet, you've got to know that. This can be the same thing with Victor next year. You've got to know you're going to get bullied by some guys. You have the length, you got the, you know, you can block them, but they're going to be able to run you over. So it's about whether he can mentally figure it out at that point. And that that determines his overall, like, where he can reach. But I think it just, it, it's so hard because it depends if he can figure it out. Yeah, only only time will tell. Um, So we're going to switch sports here. We're going to go to some football. <laughs> Uh, UC, UCLA and USC moving to the Big Ten. Um, college football's in a weird place. I Well, let me rephrase that. A lot of people think college football's going to be in a weird place soon. Um, you got a lot of TV money coming in. Um, a lot of schools are wanting to switch conferences. I think a lot of that has to do with uh, TV money. Um, as, a, as, as a guy who's not big into... Um, don't get me wrong. I watch I watch college football every Saturday. Um, do I have a team? If I had to pick one, Nebraska, just because from I'm from here. Um, I'm not attached to like you know some of these tra- like because you you're gonna get into like traditional football like classic rivalries and stuff like that with these TV deals, which 
is part of why, you know, teams are moving like these two are to the Big Ten. Um, I guess me personally, I don't really have a problem with it. I don't really care. Um, so that's, that's just kind of how I stand on it. Um, you guys probably have different feelings maybe, but uh, I'd love to hear them. So we're going to start with Brandon this time. Um, give us your rundown on it. Yeah, the you're definitely right. College football is looking about to look probably drastically different. Um, a it lot is a, of like I would say older. Sorry, not to interrupt you. Oh, yeah, but you're right. A lot of different than a lot of uh like older um generations have seen it. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, definitely. Um, it is hundred like I said hundred percent based on money. You know the SEC, just the name itself. The SEC carries money with it. I think they have a deal with ESPN and the big 10's got a big deal with Fox. Uh, so those two are the, the two powerhouse conferences. Um, so they, they carry the most money. You know, I don't, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, UCLA, I think is going to very, very struggle, be going to struggle mightily when they come to the big 10. Um, the PAC 12 is known for high power offenses Really don't play defenses there. It's similar to the Big 12 um, or the Big 10. They're known for their defense. You know, we have a lot of 10-3, just, just run the ball kind of kind of games that are ugly. Or not ugly, but, you know, old school defenses win football games. USC, I think they're going to be okay. They have Lincoln Riley who come from Oklahoma, who's used to that kind of hard-nosed football. Um, that young kid. Okay. Yeah, they have Caleb Williams. So I think I think USC will be fine. Um, but I think this it's on the verge. You know, I I'm gonna miss the Power Five and all these smaller smaller conferences. Um, but I think we're on the verge of potentially an NFL style NFC versus AFC when it's SEC versus Big Ten. I can see. You know, the Big Ten's already looking at more teams. SEC's looking at more teams. I think they're just going to eat up the Power Fives in some of these smaller division or smaller teams. And it's going to be two powerhouse uh, conferences with maybe some outliers like Notre Dame and stuff. Um, this could be a good thing. This could open up the playoffs. Um, they could be forced to go to an NFL style maybe where there's more teams involved. I know a lot of people like that, me included. I think four teams is way too small. Um, but I think it Especially gets the same, same team, same six, yeah. six to seven teams every year. Yeah. I like to see an eight team, at least playoff format. Just give some teams a chance. Um, it's, there's crazy shit that happens in college football. You know, anything could happen. So I think it, it's worth those shots, but, um, yeah, I think college football is about to be drastically changed. Uh, hopefully it's for the better. And I love college football. I almost like it more than NFL football. Um, I, it's on what's, once game day starts to the last Pac-12 game on, it's usually they're all on. We have them all on. Um, so I'm interested to see how it goes. You know, I'm interested to see what teams join the Big Ten, what follow UCLA and USC. I know Oregon has been thrown around, potentially Stanford. Um, and that's just a couple. I know there's some ACC teams that may join. You know, SEC is looking at some other teams. But I think we're definitely on the verge of no longer a Power 5 and a Power 2 with maybe some outliers. Tim? Yeah, to uh, piggyback on that a little bit, to give a little more context for maybe people listening that don't understand why it might be happening. Um, some of it is exposure, especially. Like, if you go to the SEC, like Brandon was saying, and Jake was saying, the name carries weight. Just the name alone. You can be Missouri, and people might watch you because you're a part of the SEC. Like, that's all it takes. Um, Big Ten kind of carries the same weight, not 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 as much. SEC is probably the top dog, like conference in of itself, just by name alone. Um, but those two regularly have probably the better teams outside of like you know a few outliers like Clemson. Um, but it's also about money. Um, the SEC brings in a ton of money, and like the Pac-12 and the ACC don't do nearly as well. Like it's a drastic amount of num like the I don't know what the actual numbers are, but it's it's pretty drastic. Um, so that's probably part of it, and you know exposure. And then you get in these conferences, and like I think that opens up pipelines to different states and stuff because certain people, like as a 
going into college, you want to play in the SEC because, you know, that's like, that's the conference to play in or like the Big Ten if you're a defensive guy um, or you want to go play for Georgia or ba like Bama. Like it attracts them just being in that conference. So I think getting to play against those guys might help recruiting as well. Just the opportunity if you're like a lesser known guy maybe to go up against Alabama and show that you're worth a shit. Um, and then you got to factor in like NIL deals, which is probably part of this whole thing. It's just more exposure everywhere across the board for schools, prospects, everybody. Um, but I think it's, I kind of like the idea of a, like two super conferences just because it'd be kind of like NFL style and it almost forces to have a bigger playoff, which I think it's stupid to not have expanded yet. There's so many instances where there's teams who just get got. Like, it happens randomly, and that's college football. That's what it is. Anybody, any given Saturday can lose, no matter who you're playing. Like, it's, it's crazy, and it always is. And I think expanding it gives teams just a, you know, you could have, like, the eighth-ranked team. Let's say you go to eight. They could end up winning the championship, like, the, the entire thing. Because they were that good, but they happened to lose unexpectedly at the wrong time. And too many often, too often, teams get excluded because of stuff that stuff like that that happens because they come against a bad matchup or like just whatever happens. And the Power Five thing is really cool. I think it's always been kind of interesting to see these different conferences and how they play different styles, but. You also get in the situation where SEC and Big Ten typically dominate outside of like your big name, like Clemson, Notre Dame type schools because they play defense. ACC, Pac-12 don't really play defense. They're more high-powered offense, and that's it. Um, it's just... Either way, I think it's going to be different, and certain people aren't going to like it, but it's going to be exciting as always. So I'm, I just want college football to be here. Honestly. Yeah. Um, landscape's going to be different. College football's going to be different. Um, I think, I think in the long run, you know, this is all still fairly new, even with the um, athletes getting paid and exposure and stuff like that. Um, are we on the right track? Mm, it's tough to say. Um, I know I say this a lot, only time will tell. Um, but I think I think for the better. I think it'll it'll change for the better. Um speaking of changing for the better, um, I don't think that's gonna happen with Baker Mayfield. Uh got traded to Carolina um for like a fit or it's like for a fifth rounder, but it's got like stipulations where he plays sixth. Yeah, but I know if he if he plays well enough or an amount of games it can go up to a fourth. Oh really? Um yeah. Uh Baker also um reworked his contract for about uh I think it was like three or four million dollars of his contract was gonna be put into incentives. Um reports say that really helped push the trade through. Um I think Baker was just kinda like, get me the fuck out of here. Um right, can't really Browns blame are also him. Paying ten million of it. Yeah. Um I do think it's kind of a crazy situation. You have two guys from the from the same draft. I I believe they were both top three. I think Donald went third. Yeah, you have uh, you have uh, Baker who was one and eighteen, and Darnold who was three and eighteen, and then you have Mariota who was two in I don't know what draft class that was fourteen. Twenty thirteen. Thirteen, yeah, thirteen, and then you had Winston who was one and thirteen. All in the same division, which is pretty wild. Yeah, and then having two of them on the same team's also wild. Um, you know, looking back, just let's just real quick, just look over kind of um, just Carolina as a team. They got weapons. Um, I think a lot of people forget they started off like three and zero, four and zero last season. Um, McCaffrey went hurt. Darnold didn't pay good or play pay good play good. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not a huge Baker fan. I'm not, I'm not, I think he needs er, to grow up a little bit is what it seems. Um, but 
I do think he's better than Sam Darnold. <laughs> I really do. I know a lot of people still like have hope for Sam Darnold. I have zero hope for him. I think he's now. I think he's a backup. He's gonna be a backup quarterback. Um, I'm not saying Baker's the answer either, but um, Baker was hurt last year. He did try to play through it. Was it dumb? Looking back on it, yeah, it was. Um, I'm excited to see. I, I really want Baker to start. I'm excited to see um, Baker play. And you know, if even if Baker plays, you know, above average, let's say he's a top 15 quarterback. Okay, let's just say he's on that. He's on that 12 to 15. Okay, you look at that division. You look at that roster. Tom Brady's got one more year. You're not sure what the Falcons are. You're not sure what the Saints are. I think I think if you're Carolina, you look and you you make this move because I think you could you could make a push in a weak division just to just to become a playoff team. Um, I like it. I, I don't really think there's much much storyline. I know they play each other week one. I think. Yep. Yeah. Um. It'd be really disappointing if Baker wasn't the starter for that game, though. Um, yep. So, yeah, that that just kind of – that's just my feelings on it. Um, it kind of seemed like Carolina was the, the front runner to land Baker for, for a while now. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll just see how, how it all plays out. But um, glad Baker got traded to a better situation. Um, at least organizationally wise, maybe we'll see yeah. Carolina's not great, but um, Tim, we'll start off with you here. So this is a little bit off topic. It, it's the Panthers, <laughs> but it's, it's about their coach. I, I don't think he's going to be there through the season. I think that's going to affect no matter who's starting a quarterback. That's going to be part of the problem. That's like, I understand the Falcons. I think we know what they're going to be. And it's going to be bad. Like no offense. Like I'm not, Trying to take a shot, obviously, at them, but like, oh, take that a roster, shot. They're your rivals. Just the Falcons. Uh, yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Uh, that roster is just so freaking bad. Like, it is atrocious. Their offense is okay. I mean, That's it depends on how Mariota plays. And who's he going to throw it to? Pitts? It's. <laughs> and I mean, it depends on how London is as well. Oh, but I forgot. Yeah, That's true. I forgot they drafted him. It depends him. on how he plays, you know. Their offense could be kind of good, but that defense is just so bad. AJ Terrell is like the only one worth the crap anymore on that defense. And I think their coach is, I think he can be good, but it's just a really bad situation right now. Um, so we'll see if he, how that goes with how they decide to handle him. Um, but with Matt Rule, I think he's going to get fired halfway through the season because I don't think he fits the NFL, period. I, I kind of like the guy. I feel just, I kind of feel bad for him at this point. Kind of got dealt a bad hand with quarterbacks, and just I don't think he was ready. And I don't know if he's going to get another shot, just be based off how it's gone and how it seems like he's handled himself. Not that he's like gone out and done anything bad. It's just like he came in looking young, and now he looks like he's like sixty. Baker Mayfield, so, Tim. But the issue with Baker coming here is I don't know how the line's going to be. The line's pretty pretty bad. See if they can fix it. If Christian can stay healthy, that team might be kind of good. I don't know. Defense isn't great. But it's a good situation for Baker because he can prove himself with a not as good wide receiver core. As I would say with the Browns on paper, it depends on what I'll Robbie take, Anderson take- you get. I'd take yeah. I would take Carolina's weapons or it at just least depends on receivers. Which, which Robbie you get. Sometimes he's kinda of hit or miss. It, it DJ Moore is really good really good wide receiver. But it's just I, I don't know, it's hard to say. It's kinda of like Well who do who do the Browns have besides Amari Cooper? Well now I meant like what Baker's played with. Oh. I think OBJ was there's bigger name guys that just him and Landry were good, and then Donovan Peoples-Jones was good, too. So, DJ's better than Donovan Peoples-Jones and better than what Odell played like in Cleveland. But I would say Landry is 
was good until this last year, so it's hard to kind of determine that. And I don't know how much that was Baker being hurt and playing through it, which, yes, it was a very stupid decision. As most players would tell you, don't play hurt because it's just going to hurt you in the long run. It's just going to screw you over. So I, I think that the situation is really bad. And if he doesn't start week one, then that kind of might might be it as far as a starting quarterback. There's so much going on around him. And if he gets beat up by Sam Darnold. I mean, I would just say that <sighs> Sam has Sam has a good chance to start just because he knows the system, he knows the players. Maybe just and like I get you want to you want to start a fire under Baker, but like I not to get called the Ben Simmons treatment, but like remember when they were like, oh, we should ease Ben Simmons into it. Do do you even want to start Baker against the Browns? Do you do you want all that drama? And I mean, unless the NFL is like, nope, you got to play I mean, Baker for TV ratings. I mean, <laughs> in his defense, he usually kind of feeds off the. Drama. No, I agree. I would love to see Baker start week one against the Browns. It seems like whenever there's fire around him, he kind of thrives. Plays, yeah, so, whenever there's a chip on his shoulder. I mean, two-time walk-on. that's going to give him like, a freaking chip. That, that'll that give it to him. Plus, like, I'm not worried. I, be, I really do believe he beats out Sam Darnold, so I don't think it'll be an issue. I don't think he – I think he has a really good shot at it just based off of what they've seen from Sam, and they're probably going into it like looking at Sam like, well, we don't really want to start you. That's kind of why we made the trade. But they've been yeah, let, invested a lot of picks in the quarterback, and it really has not gone well. Yeah, but we'll see. I don't know. Brandon, you have anything to add in on, on Baker? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm a big Baker fan. Um, I think he's. <laughs> I think he gets a lot of shit for no reason. Uh, he's a good quarterback. He will start week one for the, the Panthers. There's no way he loses that battle to Sam Darnold. Um, I think... There's a couple of reasons he fits in the Panthers. One, this is Matt Rule's first time with an actual quarterback. In, <laughs> in Matt Rule's career, he's had Teddy Bridgewater, an old hurt Teddy Bridgewater, PJ Walker, Sam hey. Darnold, a hurt old XFL. Cam Newton, and then PJ Walker again. Um, this is the first time he's got an actual legit quarterback. Um, they're going into the season with the healthy Christian McCaffrey. If he stays healthy, that's huge. He's got Chuba Hubbard now with two years, a second year of Chuba Hubbard. He's got a little questionable. I think their defense is good. Their secondary is really good. Uh, Chin is good. The rest of it's kind of hit or miss. Well, they're going to have that Caleb, uh, that corner, uh, fuck with the Caleb Farley. I think he was injured last year. I think he's, he's a Titan. Oh, is he, does he play for the Titans? Yeah, Caleb Farley plays for the Titans. It was, the he was hurt was... last year, but you're why, right why about the... that. But oh, why the fuck? They had he... Douglas. <laughs> or no? Oh, huh, I, um, I bet. <laughs> I can't think of their corners right now. But I mean, Swarty played. Chin, <laughs> Chin's good, but their deep their DBs are kind of weak. Brian Burns is a monster, though. Oh, they no, don't have Gilmore ahead, anymore either. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, really cool. I let you guys talk, and you guys interrupted me. Um, they have Chuba Hubbard now in his second year, who's a very good running back. Their wide receiver core is DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrence Marshall Jr., and he gets reunited with Rashad Higgins. Uh, the tight end core is young. They have t- uh, Tommy Tremblay. Hopefully he works out. Um, they just got a brand new left tackle and a team to protect Baker's backside. Um, their defense, they're, they have Jeremy Chin, like you guys were saying. They have J.C. Horn, um, Yoter Gross Matos, Shaq Thompson, Brian Burns. They have a decent defense. Um, I think the Panthers are the second best team in that division. Um, I like Baker a lot. I think he's going to wake up dangerous on week one. He's going to show the, the Browns <laughs> they fucked up. But hey, the, biggest, the biggest plus here for the Panthers is they just drafted Matt Corral. Matt Corral plays like Baker Mayfield. He's got the same attitude as Baker Mayfield. He plays hurt. He plays through everything. He plays adversity. He feeds off of it. That's what Baker Mayfield does. They have the same body type. They play the same way. This was big for the Panthers and big for Matt Corral's future. He now gets to learn from Baker Mayfield who he plays like. Um, so I'm a big Baker fan. I think this is a smart move by the Panthers, especially give him a fifth, potentially a fourth for him. Um, as long as Matt Rule doesn't absolutely shit the bed, um, I think this is a smart move, and I think they could be the second-best team in that division. Um. 
Yeah. By the way, that's who I was thinking of was J.C. Horn. Because I don't know he how he's going to come off injury. I, he's a really good player. I just don't know what – you never know with those guys. And Shaq kind of had an off year last year, I think. So we'll see what the defense is like. Brian Burns, like I said, is a beast. Gross Matos is still kind of trying to figure it out. Second um, best team, though, huh? Yeah, I think he's so. Trying to take a shot at me, so the Falcons are the like worst Jameis team in that division. You know, I I like Marcus, but I can see him yeah, losing that job to Ritter. Um, and they have Marcus zero weapons for either one. The mm-hmm. matter who they put in our center, <laughs> they have nobody there. They could put Cordell Patterson in our center, and it's not going to matter. Um, and yeah, the I Saints, like I just game. I don't <laughs> like the Saints coach. I don't have any trust That's in fair. Winston whatsoever. Um, MVP, dude. Alvin Kamara potentially have heard out six weeks. They have a tough six-week yep. stretch to get in season. Um, so I, I do think Carolina could be the second-best team in that division. I think if Christian can stay healthy and Baker does return to that 2021 or not 2021, 2020, um, Baker Mayfield, and he feeds off of the, all the shit that's happening and everybody putting down, I think they could challenge for that playoff spot. I think they could be a wild card that lasts that seven or eight seed, whatever it is now. I would not surprise me to see Carolina in the fight for a playoff spot this year. I could also see Carolina shit the bed. Um, But I just think they have the weapons. I mean, they have a good receiving core. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and now Terrence Marshall. Those three are very, very good. Mm -hmm. Deep threat, big body, and Terrence Marshall. Um, And he's already got the the chemistry with Rashad Higgins coming off the bench. So I just I think I think the team and Baker is better than everybody is giving them credit for, and I really hope Baker proves them wrong. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, even though they're in my division, I've never really disliked the Panthers, and I would like to see Baker do well. I just don't know how it's going to work out, especially with Matt Rule, and if you're starting your rookie left tackle, that's usually. It can it can work, but historically they kind of struggle. So we'll see how he does. And the roster is good. The wide receivers are good. Offensive line is still outside of the left tackle is still a massive question mark. I think it's like I think it, I think Pro Football Focus rated it like the worst or like the second worst O line. It's just bad, and it's not a good. It that part of it's not good for um, Baker. But who's played the with the top are good. three offensive line? <laughs> And then they have a good running back. They have two basically good running backs, which can be take the load off of him like they did in Cleveland. Um, I I I think they're going to get a good pass rush. It's just about how the back end can hold up. And they they played chin the bat in the the box a lot last year, so I think it's going to depend on how the games go, whether they can do that or not. Because chin can play over the field. I had to watch it last year. He can do basically anything that dude is a monster and as long as he can stay healthy he's going to be probably one of the better defensive players in the league in a couple of years he's but it just depends on how they do and how if Shaq can kind of rebound there's a lot of factors that kind of need to go right but they could be a good team it could be a sneaky good team it just i don't know it the the, the nfc south in of itself is kind of a weird division outside of the bucks Speaking of NFC South, this is the last thing I want to say before we wrap this up. The NFC South, random fact I just uh, thought of, is the only division not starting a quarterback they drafted. The the yeah. Bucks will start Brady, Saints Winston, Mariota mm-hmm. with the Falcons, and now Baker with the Fa- Panthers. Or even or even if it's Darnold. Yeah, or Darnold. Still. Let's somehow Matt Corral works his way out there, but I don't see that. Hey, man. So, it'll be the only Yo, division not starting a quarterback they drafted. Let's say some Hill fucking makes the starting. He didn't get drafted by the Saints anyways. Oh, he did it? No, Green Bay. <laughs> and they chose or, Rogers. What a bunch I of don't dummies. Know if they, he might I not suppose, actually. He might have <laughs> went undrafted. I suppose Ritter <laughs> could start over Mariota, but projected starters. I don't think he's going to. I think they're going to let him sit. If they're smart, they let him sit. Hey, remember, remember my take. I did say the Falcons are going to be good in like two to three years. They're going to be really scary, and I believe that. They have, I mean, if London still looks as good as if he plays like they think, I think he could. With Pitts, that's that's really a dangerous combination. And if Ritter can just be serviceable, that'd be good. I did, I did so they got to fix that old line. They got to fix the defense. 
They have a great kicker. They got that. Ritter's the real deal. I'm telling you that now. That's my hot take. Twenty twenty two. He was uh Taysom went undrafted, by the way. Yeah, I didn't think he got drafted. <laughs> I can remember if Green Bay drafted him in the seventh or if he went undrafted that year. They could have had Taysom Hill and they chose Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Dummies. I, I would have chose Aaron Rodgers too. <laughs> I know. Well, um that is uh that's kind of the end of uh first and pick six. Um I know we haven't been great on uh, a schedule and every weekly thing. Is that going to change? We will see. Um, we will drop an emergency podcast as soon as we can if we hear any KD news. Or if, um, I don't know. Like, Anything crazy happens, dies. I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, if, uh, if KD gets traded to Toronto, we are, we are going to have an open service for uh, me because I will <laughs> die. <laughs> but uh thanks for listening and uh have a nice night. Yeah, make sure you go follow us on uh Twitter. <laughs>